Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Fandom 718, the final episode covering WrestleMania 36. Tonight, I got on my WWE DX Chalkline jacket. I love these jackets. Big fan. Love the company Chalkline. They make 90 nostalgia jackets. It's kind of like a track jacket windbreaker. They have Hey Arnold, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rocket Power. They even have Rick and Morty jackets, and they do have a WWE line. They have Sasha Banks. They have The Fiend, Bailey, SummerSlam, WrestleMania 35 jackets, different WrestleManias. Uh, great company. That WrestleMania 35 jacket, I tried getting it last year at the Superstore down in Brooklyn. Sold out. It didn't go online, as at least I don't know that it went online. I follow them on social media. I never saw a release for that. Hope that jacket comes back. That's one I really want. But moving on, because that's in the past. Let's go over what happened during night two of WrestleMania 36. Since it was too big for just one night. So let's just get right into it. Going to go over the matches. The results. So if you have not watched night two of WrestleMania 36 then you're in for some spoilers. So let's get right into it. First match of the night, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Very good match. Very competitive. Back and forth. Good storytelling. Match lasted a while. Clean victory, which I'm happy with. I'm happy with Charlotte Flair winning. I said it during episode two. That is who I wanted to win. So I'm glad that she pulled it off. To me, it's a big deal. To bring Charlotte to NXT. Kind of like they did with Finn. So they're bringing some pretty big names over to NXT. And they're treating it more as a individual brand. Not a developmental brand. And I'm okay with that. It builds the competition. And everyone has to up their game. That's all it does. And it's fine. It makes for more interesting matches. More competitive matches. More athletic matches. And that's how I feel the match the night before between Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler should have been. I feel like the ending to the Becky Lynch match was kind of cheap. Like just, oh, she rolled over and beat her? No, I wanted a clean victory. I wanted Becky Lynch to say, look, I beat you. Not on a technicality. Not because I rolled you up or you thought I tapped. Like, I legit beat you. I'm the better woman. But... It is what it is. Charlotte did win cleanly. And I again, I'm okay with that. That match was great. I feel like the ladies the night before should have showcased their talent in a similar kind of match. Moving on to Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley. Aleister Black, again, won cleanly. That's what I wanted to see happen, and it happened. Hopefully this is the end of that Bobby Lashley Lana story. I told you last night I was sick of that storyline and she is the reason why Bobby Lashley lost. Looked like Bobby Lashley was going to pull off the victory when Lana told Bobby, wait, spear him instead. So Bobby Lashley getting ready for the spear. Black mask out of nowhere. One, two, three. Aleister Black ends up winning. So hopefully that transition to... Bobby Lashley getting rid of Lana. And that storyline could just be done and over with. 
the next match of the night you had Otis versus Dolph Ziggler and Dolph Ziggler came out with Sonya Deville instead of Mandy Rose the reason being on Friday night Anonymous I don't know who it was ended up showing video of Sonya being the one responsible for making Otis late to the date that he had with Mandy on Valentine's Day. And Sonya was working with Dolph to get Mandy's attention away from Otis and to Dolph. So Dolph comes out with Sonya. Sonya distracts the ref. Dolph lows, low blows Otis. It looks like Otis is going to lose. And Mandy's music hits. She comes down. She ends up slapping Sonya. It looks like that tag team or that team is just done. Which upsets me because I feel like they should have won the tag team titles at some point before they broke up. But it's okay. Maybe down the line they will end up winning those tag team championships. But for now it looks like that's over. Mandy ends up low-blowing Dolph. Otis hits the Caterpillar and beats Dolph, which I'm okay with. I was going with the face on this one. Next match was Edge and Randy Orton in a last man standing match. This match was a good match. It was a long match. It was an entertaining match. And it was a typical last man standing match where majority of it is not in the ring. But since it wasn't a regular arena full of fans, they took it backstage. They went through different offices, storage, uh, parking lot. That's pretty much where the match ended, which is a normal last man standing match you would see on any pay-per-view or a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown. So it wasn't really like a WrestleMania moment match, but it was a good match. And it ended with Edge winning, which, again, is what I wanted. And hopefully this means there's more Edge to see in the future. And he will be back, maybe during another pay-per-view. Maybe when all this dies down and we have an opportunity to see, you know, people in arenas again. Maybe Edge will come back. Maybe Edge has one more WrestleMania in him. Who knows? But that was great to see. And I just want to pause for a minute and say that, oh my God, like coronavirus does not exist in the WWE universe whatsoever. I forgot to mention, at the end of that Otis match, Mandy jumps into Otis's arms and kisses him. And I just cringed. I'm like, social distancing, coronavirus. Then, at one point, Mojo Riley, who is the 24-7-7-11-9-65, whatever R-Truth says, Mojo Riley is that champion, 24-7 champion, and he's getting chased by 10 people, they're, they're beating on him, and Gronk, you know, jumps into this crowd and ends up winning the championship. But again, it's 10 people together, like social distancing, no, that's not 6 feet away, what's going on? Like one-on-one, okay, but to have 10 people... I hope all 10 people were thoroughly vetted. But even then, they could be asymptomatic and still spread. Bleah. So I was cringing at that. 
And then one of my thoughts during the Edge and Randy match, you know, they're sweating, they're breathing heavily. I don't think they coughed or sneezed anywhere, but still they're fighting throughout the whole performance center. I'm hoping like that was the last match that they shot and the place was shut down and thoroughly cleaned. That's what was going through my mind because it's just everywhere. Coronavirus, coronavirus, right? So, but I guess in the WWE universe, that doesn't exist, which is, I guess, okay with me. So Edge and Randy, again, a great match, entertaining. It was a very long match. Just, it could have taken place any night. There was no WrestleMania vibe to it. No WrestleMania moment. No spear off the truck, you know, through nine tables that are waiting down below. I was waiting for that to happen. I thought that's how the match would have ended. That would have been a great WrestleMania moment right there. The next match, Street Profits against Angel Garza with Selena Vega in his corner along with Austin Theory. Austin Theory and Angel Garza took the L. Street Profits retained. Selena and company ended up jumping the Street Profits after, which led to Bianca Belair coming out to aid the Street Profits and beat on Selena Vega. So that was cool to see. I think this may mean that Bianca Belair is officially with the Street Profits, meaning since they are the Raw Tag Team Champions, maybe she'll be on Raw. Maybe that's her transition into Raw. And if so, maybe she'll have a match tonight, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania with Zelina Vega. Who knows? I guess only time will tell what happens with that storyline. The next match I want to discuss is Bailey, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Tamina. I mentioned on episode two, my heart was with Sasha to win, but my mind was saying Tamina. I guess I was wrong on both aspects. I guess Tamina was the underdog, and even though she's a powerful force, she's been MIA for too long, and I should have known that she wasn't going to win that uh, championship. But it was cool to see the other four women hit a move off the top rope one after the other, after the other, after the other, and then all pile on Tamina for the one, two, three to eliminate Tamina. That was that was pretty cool. The rest of the match was also strong. It ended up being Lacey and Becky at the end. Sasha was eliminated, but she came back hit like a backstabber or the first part of the bank statement to Lacey Evans and aided Bailey in her win, which is okay. It wasn't a clean victory, but also there's no DQs in a fatal five way. And Bailey and Sasha are role models, okay? So they're allowed to do that. <laughs> no, but th come on, they're heel, so it makes sense. And I'm biased again. I'm fans of Bailey and Sasha, so I'm okay with that victory. The next match, and again, I don't know if you could call this a match. It was Cena and Bray Wyatt. Out. It was well produced. It was a great story. 
nice transitions. It went from John Cena's ruthless aggression phase to the thugonomics to the Wyatt family. There was some NWO in there. It was it was good transitions. The whole concept I felt like what John Cena was living his own nightmare that Bray was controlling. And the fiend ended up beating John Cena. And Bray Wyatt was the special guest referee. <laughs> That's the whole concept. Again, it was edited heavily, which I'm okay with. It was very entertaining. But I don't know if you could call that a match. It wasn't like the night before with Taker and AJ, who there was competition back and forth, storytelling, and a victory. Like a clean victory. This was just trippy. This Bray and Cena match and the Firefly Funhouse match, just weird. A weird concept. And again, to me, it was a great, great, great promo. I'm calling it a promo, not a match. It was a very good promo, not a match to me personally. But again, you go on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and the comments. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. Whatever it is, what it is, everyone has an opinion. Mine is that this was not a match, but it was a great promo. Super entertaining. It was like a 40-minute promo, 30-minute promo, 20-minute promo, whatever it was. It was just really good. I enjoyed it a lot. The last match of the night, Drew and Brock. Man, I don't know what to say about this match. I'm just tired of these matches where it's just four moves and the four same moves. So the whole match has like three moves total and that's including from both competitors. So it was just boring. I'm sick of these Brock Lesnar matches. Like I mentioned yesterday, I'm just not a fan. I'm over it. It was a short match. It was Brock hitting like four F5s, Drew kicking out when Brock is about to hit the fifth one. Drew reverses, does four of his own claymores, and ends up winning. That's it. That was the match. That's it. Nothing exciting. Not showcasing athleticism. Very little story. It was just bleh. But Drew won. I said I wanted Drew to win. He did win. I'm happy with his victory. But again, this was his moment to shine. This was his big WrestleMania moment. And it was just in front of an empty performance center. I was laying in bed watching it. I saw Drew hit that four Claymore kick. One, two, three. Drew wins. He screams. He's happy. Gets the title. I did not flinch. I did not move. I had no energy. It was just not a WrestleMania moment. I mean, for Drew, I'm pretty sure he was happy. Of course he was to check that off his list. But it just didn't do it for me. And again, I said that maybe they should have changed this pay-per-view's name. They should have saved WrestleMania for when this situation with coronavirus dies down and have it in the summer wherever they could schedule the event. But it is what it is. The show went on. And this was Drew's time to shine. And yes, he did win the title, which I'm happy he did. But again, just no energy. Just nothing from me. I have no reaction. I saw it coming. But that's it. I wonder if they do a documentary with Drew. I wonder what his point of view on it was or is. Maybe if they do one of those 24-7, like 365 days following Drew up until that point. 
or if they followed him from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, you know, one of those documentaries. I just want to see what he says about that moment. Pretty sure he'll say it. he's extremely happy that he won and he could check that off his list. But how weird it must have felt to just win it in front of a empty arena. It's not the same. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want a chance to defend it or even win it for a second time at a different WrestleMania. I would say a pay-per-view, but no, WrestleMania is different. I think he would want to win it at a different WrestleMania with 100,000 plus fans in attendance. Just hearing that pop and everyone go crazy for him. I think that will be a good redemption for this. But only time would tell and only time could show us what's going to happen with WWE during all this chaos. But overall, I think WrestleMania was good. Not great, but good. It was entertaining, distracted me for, what, four hours night one, five hours night two, total of nine hours. Didn't have me thinking about coronavirus, which I'm thankful for. I thank the WWE for that, giving me an outlet and escape. So thank you. But it was good. Again, should have been called anything else but WrestleMania. Next year in LA, they'll just have to make up for it. Or maybe later this year, they have a take two. I don't know. But that's all I want to say about WrestleMania 36. Those were my thoughts on the results. And those were my thoughts on WrestleMania 36 in general. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to me over the past three nights. I really appreciate it. I want to thank everyone for the feedback that I've been getting regarding my first two episodes every day i try to get a little better so thank you again and let me know what you guys think about wrestlemania 36 you could follow me on instagram at fandom 718 my last post is me at wrestlemania 35 wearing my booty o shirt representing the new day kofi kingston just comment on the post like the post if you want let me know what stuck out to you about wrestlemania let me know if you liked it or not and let me know what you think this year's wrestlemania moment was for me personally it was the undertaker and aj styles match that would be the one match i remember from this year's mania and i really look forward to having people on the show in the future however this time that did not work out but it's okay the show must go on just like Wrestlemania went on and next time hopefully the Black Sheep could come together and do some commentary on wrestling events. Again, Polly Too Sweet, hope you feel better. Ed, you know, I hope everything's going well with you and we got to do this soon guys. I really appreciate you listening though and giving me feedback. And on that note, fandom 718 on instagram once again i'll probably have a poll in my story so you guys could vote on what fandom we discuss next episode and again i thank you thank you thank you thank you very much for listening to the first arc covering wrestlemania 36 and again everyone please be safe and thank you to everyone out there working everyone who's essential just thank you again And also, thank you, WWE, once again, for keeping me distracted.
for nine hours. <laughs> Good night, everyone.